As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Monday, thank you very much for your time and covering on your podcast. This week on On Farm, we're all about the huge Doddy Aid fundraising push. It's only fitting that we hear first from the big man himself. They're doing an amazing job. Have a good time and thanks again for your support. I think that was always something I really appreciated about, about Doddy was that I totally imagine that he has hard days, but he's trying to do something about it and he's trying to change people's lives for MND and I think that's amazing. So it's Monty here with you this week on On Farm. I've got a real superstar with me for this episode. A farmer's daughter from the south of Scotland and a multiple gold medalist at European and World Para-Athletic Championships. She also won silver and bronze at the Tokyo Paralympics and is gunning for gold in Paris in 2024. My name's Sammy Kinghorn. I'm a full-time wheelchair athlete and I am currently the vice captain for the South team for Doddy Aid. To, to be asked to be part of it is, is really, really amazing and trying to raise as much money as possible. We're going to hear later from Bruce Aitchison from the Happiness is Egg Shape podcast. And Bruce, my goodness, is a real driving force in whipping up enthusiasm for the Doddy Aid cause. He's some man, Bruce. Make no bones about it, this is to find a cure. And Doddy Weir's no messing. You know, he holds people accountable. Although he's a big dafty, he's got an edge. And yeah, when he, he wants it to happen and he's got a load of people behind him, you know, are you going to say no to Jill Douglas when she tells you you're not doing enough? Or are you chuff? All that's to come. But before we get into it, I've got a huge thank you to say to Fiona and John Scott and the team at Fern Farm Holiday Cottages. They have sponsored this episode. Fern Farm is near Tain in the stunning Rosshire countryside. You can check them out at fernfarm.com slash holidays or on Instagram, search for The Mill at Fern Farm. And it's Fern, F-E-A-R-N. Sammy, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm delighted that you've come on board. Um, for people who maybe don't know you, tell us a bit about a bit more about who you are. Yeah, so I um, I was brought up in the Scottish Borders um, on a farm uh, called Middle Third Farm. I genuinely had the best upbringing ever. My, I just had such a freedom on the farm and I loved it and I loved being a part of the farm, especially sheep work was always my favourite. My dad would always write me a nice little sick note so that I could take a couple of weeks off work, uh, school so that I could do the night lambing from. It always just made me feel very involved um, because my dad would trust me from quite a young age to be able to help out and it was just something that I really, really, really enjoyed um, and something that I definitely had seen was going to be my future. But unfortunately, I had an accident when I was 14 years old uh, on the farm 
my dad was driving a forklift and unfortunately I got in the way of that um, and was left paralyzed from the waist down so now although I still try and get as involved in the farming life as, as much as I can I, I'm now a full-time athlete I train twice a day six days a week um, for athletics and I've competed all over the world I've competed at world champs Paralympics and um, yeah it's amazing life it's like a blooming. It's like you're a typical bloody farmer for a minute there, Sammy. You first start talking about sheep. I wanted to hear about these Olympic medals. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's funny. Like whenever, I think that's what I'm known as on the team, just like the farmers' girl. And people <laughs> ask me questions like I'm the guru, and I'm like, I don't know that. Watch, I don't know watch country file. I don't know the answer <laughs> to that one. But uh, yeah, I think that's definitely what I'm knowing at known as, and it's something that. I, honestly I love so much I love being involved in the farm but yeah it's um it's not really my life anymore my life is um, a full-time athlete a Paralympic medalist and that's a bit mad to even think about because I just see myself as still that wee girl from the Scottish borders a double Paralympic medalist double two medals within 24 hours at the that last year's Paralympics yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it was a tough schedule um they're all backed onto each other but uh, it was incredible is it a stupid question to ask how that felt? It's it's a, such a strange feeling, you know. Um, it was weird in Tokyo because obviously my mum and dad and I had no friends and family there at all. It was just an empty stadium. That was very, very strange. Um, like winning and you just like, like winning a medal is the maddest thing. It's it's something that you I dream of and I hope for and I believe I can. But when you actually do it, it's like, oh gosh, it was, it was all worthwhile. I'm being aching and sore and you know, doing all this traveling and spending all this money on all this kit, it was, it was worth it. It's, that's always a really, really nice feeling. And then I obviously got to phone my friends and family at home. They were all having a big party at Middle Third Farm um, without me, which was, I felt a little bit left out. But yeah, everyone was watching me and that's, that's incredible because I think although athletics is an individual sport and I'm very much there on my own, I've got this massive backing behind me and it's always so nice to say that you're doing it for, for everyone else and not just for yourself fear of missing out there you are on the podium in tokyo and you're you're worried about missing a, a farm bash in the scottish borders <laughs> yeah because um, i don't know how much fun they are and you find i'd be missing out <laughs> sticking with that you, you you talk about being the wee girl on the farm um and and you're making reference there to basically um a life-changing accident um unfortunate life-changing accident do you think maybe that's maybe where you you've 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 come from to want to help in Doddy Aid. Um, do you have an affinity with 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 the big man in terms of, you know, similar backgrounds and and and, and life changing um, medical issues? Yeah, I think um, you know when when I had my accident, I I was only fourteen years old, and I remember all the nurses just being like, "Gosh, you know, why why are you so upbeat and so?" And I was just kind of like, oh, "Could have been so much worse." And you hear about terrible things happening on farms and I was just I was so grateful that I could still be able and I was still able to get around I think I think it there there is a toughness to people that have worked on the farm like I, I definitely believe that there is you know I think something has to be really really bad to kind of bring us down and I think that was always something I really appreciated about about Doddy was that it's absolutely crap what he's going through and I'm sure to tell you yourself it's absolutely crap but he's going through it and, you know, he's just going to keep going through it instead of just hiding himself away and being embarrassed by all the disabilities that he's having to face and what could be coming next. He's just putting himself out there and saying, Do you know what? No, I'm going to help other people. And um, yeah, I, I, the first time I met uh, Doddy was, was before he um, had his, his M&D. 
he was just so proud of me and I'd never met him before and I knew he was because of my dad and because of Scottish Borders but the first time he met me was at an awards dinner and he came up to me straight away and was congratulating me and calling me an inspiration and you're just like oh, thank you so much and then um after he got his diagnosis um I, I seen him again after um 2017 when I won my first world medals I won two gold medals um and a bronze medal at world champs and um he came like came over to me straight away and that was at Kelso show got me a few drinks so he did uh and gave me his jacket and it gave me as like a little you know this is something to remember me by when um when I'm no longer here but he remembers I'm not that big he's very big so I have this barber jacket in my cupboard <laughs> that's obviously like a foot and a half longer on each arm that's never ever gonna fit me but uh, it's it's always so nice and yeah I see him at most sporting events he's always there um getting an award or something and he's just always such a nice person to be around and I know I, I totally imagine that he has hard days because everyone has has hard days whether they have you know a, a disease or whatever you are you know every human being has hard days and um but he's trying to do something about it and he's trying to change people's lives from MND and I think that's amazing so you know I got asked by Greg Laidlaw who's the captain for the south and he was just like do you want to be do you want to be my lady captain and I was like at like quite a weird person to slide into your Instagram anyway so I was excited about that and then uh, to, to be asked to be part of it is is really really amazing and trying to raise as much money as possible and how is it going how's how's 2022 going with Team South I don't want to just focus on Team South because I must say you know that we've got listeners all over Scotland and further afield and you know other teams are available but how's it going with Team South this year yeah, you know, honestly, because so yeah, when you when you log your miles into the app, uh, you can then look at the the league and the districts and how everyone's doing, and it's incredible when you see how much money's been raised throughout all the districts. Yeah, of course, there's there's a few to choose from from where you're from and who you want to support and where you, what team you want to be a part of. But as South, we're doing pretty well. I think we're in second just now, which I think is better than last year. So that's always positive. Um, but it's it's so exciting to see people getting out and staying fit and active because I think that's um I always wish that even before my accident that I'd learned the the power of of sport because I'd I you done I done I done sport but just as a social level I never wanted to be an elite athlete as a child growing up and I think sport can really change life staying active and fit can really really change lives and something like the, the Doddy app's just a very clever way to raise money but also get people out there and people talking and people spending time together because I think that's it's the best way to keep your mental health strong yeah i mean we, we we hear about these challenges and we've we've tackled um tackled we've talked about them anyway on 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 farm before it's mental health challenges in agriculture and the, the the stresses that farmers and those involved in the industry are under sometimes mm-hmm. you know can can boil over and yeah. that's that's part of the thing with with doddy aid and and you know there's the other um a challenge at the moment run 1000 um looking at mental health and agriculture there's you know a number of these things and 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 i guess what you're saying there is part of it is not just about raising money and awareness for the cause but it's also it it does good to those participating Uh, of course it does and you know especially with being in a team that's really really helpful you know i it's my job i get paid to train but sometimes i still find it hard and sometimes i don't want to go out and i don't want to go train but I've got a team and I've got other athletes that I train with. So you see them going out, you kind of get that accountability of, right, well, I better go out and do my session. You know, they've gone and done it. And that's the same thing as this kind of this app gives you, which I think is really, really good. You can see 
people log in their miles and you kind of go right okay and you can even in your district you can set up your own little league like say within your family or within a work a group of workmates and I think that's really really good because that does it gives you accountability to say right we've set up this right I see see this person's gone and done a run right I better go out and do a run and I think as human beings we can all be lazy sometimes sometimes we do just need to kick up the arse and I think the the Doddy app's a great way just to be like right come on accountability you've signed up for this get out and do something so I think it's really good and I think I can be crab at anything in the morning and be like oh no gosh don't want to do this and then halfway through my session you can feel that your endorphins and all your hormones are changing and I suddenly get so much happier and brighter and it's frightful and, and that's that's the power of sport yeah Sammy you're, you're you're talking there about um sport and, and and how it how it lifts people and you know there's a lot of motivational stuff there and I know that that's something that you do as well you're you go into schools and and, and, you, and you talk to kids and you talk to others about you know motivational stuff and and, and helping people and you know what? What are the key messages? I've I've a young daughter, um, two young daughters. One of them who's eight, and what what do you say to to, to to young girls? What would you say? In fact, what would you say to the the young Sammy at, at twelve or, or or thirteen or whatever? Where would you direct her? Yeah, I think it's it's hard, like especially for young girls. Um, like I found it difficult as well doing different sports and not knowing who I was or where I was or you know being confident in yourself um for me it's it's especially in sports try everything that's always one thing I'd wish as a, as a youngster is that I tried a lot more different sports um I think sometimes being in a rural place it's harder to try different sports because you just kind of try what you've ha- tried at school and um it's not it's not to be embarrassed to try different things and try everything and don't put the pressure on yourself to be good at something and don't put the pressure on yourself to to be the best because that really doesn't matter you know as long as you find enjoyment find friends find a social life in you know in sport I think that is the best way best thing to do and I think youngsters nowadays have such a pressure on them to figure out who they want to be and what they want to be at such a young age you know we're deciding uh, our subjects so what we might go to university at 12 13 years old that's ridiculous and I remember at that age thinking I need to know what I'm going to be doing I need to know you don't need to know you really really don't and and that's fine it's fine I'm 26 I still don't really want to know what, what I want to do when I grow up and I'm hoping I've still got a chance to figure it out. But, you know, I, I just think you can go back to uni at a later time. You don't have to have your life set up. And I think I found that quite a scary, stressful, pressureful time is, you know, trying to have things in line of because unfortunately life doesn't fall in line and things can happen. And it's just it's taking opportunities. I think for my, my dad, especially um, being involved in my accident, I if I wanted to spend time with my dad and I know this is like a lot of farmers if I wanted to spend time with my dad I had to pull my bowler suit on and play with him on the farm you know he didn't really get any time away from the farm and after I had my accident he really it shook him obviously of course it did shook him but it shook him a lot to the point where he was like right you could have died and I've never gone to the park with you or I've never um, and I think that's one thing I always try and share when I go and do talks and it's it's really hard to hear but something can change tomorrow you know a big thing can change tomorrow so you just spend time with people do something you enjoy life can be so short or life can be very long so why would you spend any of that time doing something you don't enjoy so I I honestly think that's the most important thing in life is is doing something that you love you know I'm I'm so lucky my dad loves being a farmer like he honestly loves it and I've always grown up watching someone do something that they love but I've also met loads of people that are seek because they don't enjoy what they're doing um, and I think that's really important as youngsters 
they should know that you don't have to figure it out now. You can change and you can change your mind. You know, you can get to 30, 40, 50 and go, actually, do you know what? I'm going to do this and, and not put too much pressure on yourself because you, know, you can't be perfect all the time and, and life certainly isn't. That's that's a, a brilliant outlook, a brilliant bit of advice on, 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 on life in general there, Sammy. Thanks for that. Sorry, I know this isn't about me, but just... I, I find that hard to, to, to listen to Sammy because I, I can't help but I can't help actually but just putting myself in, in your dad's shoes. You know, I've girls here with me on the farm and just you know, it's awful. I, I just I feel so sorry for your for your dad, to be fair. Yeah, I think um my dad definitely found it hard for, for a long time. Um I think that thankfully I think now he is to be very generous it's 10 years ago past 11 years this year and it doesn't it doesn't get easier I think for my dad but when I compete and when I win medals and when I race around the world that definitely gets easier when he sees me smile that that gets easier um and I think unfortunately my family deal with everything through through comedy so my dad just takes the absolute mick out of me now um, and sometimes I go that was maybe mean I don't know if you can say that dad um so we kind of that's kind of how we do it and I think my dad was never um you know, I've I never used to see my dad cry, or I never used to see my dad overly open talk about things. But it's something that we spend a lot of time doing now. Is that we do talk about things a lot more, and my dad has become very very open. My dad cried at X Factor, so he's now a completely different man. Um, it's just a shell of a nice. He's he is he's 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 far more in touch and far more accepts that it's okay to 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 be not be okay. You know that whole cliche is is okay, and it's it's okay to be to cry and sometimes say you know you know I think that the thing for him it was it was completely my fault you know I put my hands up and say that I shouldn't have been where I I was and I still don't know to this day why I was there because I was always taught as a child never to climb on machinery but I was just shown off as a 14 year old girl for for a couple of uh, split seconds and you know that that kind of changed my whole life but I do think that speaking about it makes it so much easier and as long as you know, as long as I'm happy and you know what, I could have been an awful lot worse. You know, I can still, I can still work. I can still live my own life. I um, pay my own bills. I have a car, I drive a car, you know, you know, there is literally nothing I can't do apart from stand up and put one leg in front of the other. And you're like, well, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> I've just uh, yeah. got into the old age a bit quicker. They'll all, everyone will be in that situation at some point. I've just jumped a few. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> You know, to be fair, you're doing something that none of us could do. Like legs or no legs, I couldn't get into that chair and go around that track like you do. So, yeah, well done. Sorry, I got a bit uh, maudling there, but we're going to lift the mood because we've got another guest joining us now. Um, we've got uh, Bruce Aitchison. Happiness is egg shaped, and and Bruce, you know that that's your that's your motto. It's your mantra. It's what you live by, isn't it? Happiness. Yeah, it tries to be. Uh, you know, as as Sammy said, sometimes days are tougher than others, but it's your outlook. Uh, and I, I remember a few years ago, I went to the Edinburgh Festival and I saw a comedian called Stephen K. Amos and his show was called Find the Funny. Um, and that was somebody putting a, a phrase into probably how I find life. I try and find the funny bit. I'm, I'm the youngest of three, uh, which means I was always looking for attention and, you know, all those things and shouting the loudest and trying to make people laugh and smile. And I don't think I've ever lost that. I'm a, I'm a 42-year-old who still thinks he's Peter Pan and 14 years old. And I still find very immature things funny. And I, and I cry at X Factor, just like Sammy's old man. 
I get very emotional at DIY SOS and all those things. Um, but I, I think that's probably taken me a while to get there a bit like Sammy's old man it maybe takes things to happen and a bit of experience and feeling a bit more confident in your own skin and happiness is egg shapes helped me do that because it's probably given me a an alter ego that I could play through and through that I've been invited to do things like this and I you know I, I get Sammy Kinghorn's number and I get to annoy her on WhatsApp <laughs> and, and that's quite cool because she's an absolute hero and role model of mine you know and we're on a WhatsApp group with Doddy Weir, Stuart Hogg, Greg Laidlaw, Jill Douglas it's uh, for for a wee daft lad like me from Stow I pinch myself often. Just just um you wee daft lad from Stow, but it's 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 more than that. Um, you you you're you're the man in the hot seat on these things. Um, far more than I am actually. Do you want to give our listeners a wee bit of a flavour for what you do and 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 how you take forward with your listeners? Well, I I think it. I need to give credit where credit's due. Um, as a as a wee lad collecting glasses in the volunteer hall at, at rugby dinners, uh, I can remember watching. Men, as it was then, there weren't any women at these things, um, standing up and giving speeches and making 300 people laugh and, and hang on their every word. While I wanted to play rugby for Scotland, I also wanted to stand up behind that table and, and deliver things that people enjoyed. I started speaking very early um, you know, going to rugby dinners and burn suppers and through... Somebody like Doddy Weir, uh, I actually spoke at a dinner and Doddy was just in the company with his mate Gary Armstrong and we spoke afterwards and Doddy's known me all my life because he's a wee bit older than me and families have known each other for a long time and having him engage with me like that was was a massive lift. Uh, When Doddy was finishing off hosting hospitality at Scottish Rugby at, at Murrayfield on match days, I actually got to go and watch him and he was holding court with 500 people in this room and it was an absolute joy to watch, phenomenal to watch the way he made everyone feel at ease and comfortable but also on edge because if you made one false move, Doddy was on you. It was done with love and with respect and it was Doddy who had said he wanted me to be his successor in that room and, you know, talking about emotional... I'm filling up a wee bit just talking about it because it's an amazing thing. And then last year's Doddy Aid, I got in touch with Rob Wainwright and said, listen, I think we could have some live shows here. We're in lockdown. Everybody's a bit fed up. Everybody's on Zoom anyway. What about having live shows? And we had a bit of a chat and then, you know, the first one we kind of fumbled through and then the next one got a wee bit better. And then we got Lorraine Kelly off the telly, which was just unbelievable. And then we got Sir Chris Hoy and Ali McCoyst and... Off the back of that, my confidence grew and um, a friend of mine, Sean Phelan, who I love to bits, he produces my podcast. He'd been at me for ages. You should do a podcast, you should do a podcast. But it was Dodd-Aid that gave me the confidence to do that. And after Dodd-Aid, the dust had settled, we lined up some guests and away we went. Again, the first couple probably weren't that flash and they've got a bit better and they're now being listened to all over the place and you know I've had some nice feedback and it uh, so I've I've had an absolute ball and again I get to pinch myself because I'm just a wee daft lad for Stow who's who's getting to do it the one thing that does make me laugh though is where do people listen to the podcast people were listening to us in the shower let's make no bones about it 
it's a funny thing. It's, it is a funny thing. We, we we set off with this podcast being being more rural and more farming orientated. You know, I pictured people in tractors or milking parlors or whatever, but I don't know about listeners. Are you listening in the shower? I don't know. <laughs> it's a, that's a strange one. I must I must say, Bruce. Actually, um, I was really excited when when uh, producer Dave and I had the chat about having you on because. I, last year, you absolutely nailed it with the, the live Doddy Aid shows. Um, I'm not saying this year you haven't, but last year you, you absolutely nailed it. And my wife and I were in that audience tapping away saying, we want more, you know, we want we want this every week or whatever. So I think the dark days of lockdown, it was just a, it was a really good thing to be. And it just, you know, people like Sammy and, 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 and just, you know, Ali McCoist, that, that, that was just legendary having him on. That sort of thing, it it just it, what it raised everyone's spirits, and I, I guess you know coming back to the Doddy Aid thing, that's what it's about. We just uh, Sammy and I were having that chat before you joined. It's not just about physically getting fit or raising money for a for a good cause. It's it, it just it lifts you. Absolutely, and you know Sammy will. There'll be days where she has to drag her backside out of bed to do a session, but afterwards, although she'll be tired and. You'll always feel good, Sammy, huh? Yeah, always. You always feel so much better after doing a little bit of exercise. And as I said before, I just I wish it was something that I'd known about younger. You know, I wish I'd known that sport can help your mental health and it was really important for your mental health, not just you've got to go and run the beep test and PE. You know, I wish I'd actually known the true power of sport about finding something that you enjoy um, and that it doesn't all have to be, you know, the just the fitness block and PE. You know, it is. it can be enjoyable. Yeah, I think, and that's where you know we're we're doubling up with farming and and Doddy Aid and and we've got you know an elite athlete on with us, being out and being active, whether that's running a mile or going for a walk over the hills with your dog or doing a bit of physical work on the farm or going and lifting weights. It's all the same thing. It it's mm-hmm. that release. It's that use of you know. I think we've we've got very very immobile we spend everything you know on the screen we can shop from home we can do you know folk didn't even walk around the supermarket anymore so just being active and then when you're active with others I think we need to get away from talking about physical health because for a lot of people it's so confusing that means we've got to look a certain way whereas actually that's not what we need what we need to do is feel connected to people you know, let's do things together. I was a, I, I couldn't do what Sammy does because my motivation came from the team around me. And I know Sammy has coaches and, and support there and training partners. But at the end of the day, it's Sammy that has to make the commitment for her to improve. Whereas I was there, it was my social event. Sport was my social event. And now I don't necessarily have that as much. But what I do have is the chance to meet people. And, you know, I love just being around people and if we can be active and physical at the same time that just makes us feel good and if we can change the 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 rhetoric a little bit from physical to actually let's just do stuff that makes us feel good then we'll get more physically fit and that to me we need to reverse the the process there a little bit I I just love the fact that this is happening. I love the entertainment value of it. I love watching Bruce. I I, I just, I love listening to it all. I think what's given you the buzz is feeling connected to something. And that's back to my point about I I had to be a team player. It also didn't help that I was hopeless at most things and needed other people to help me. So the, the bit that I've loved is people saying how, 
It's made them feel, you know, sharing things on social media. There's a lot of people who are not very social on social media. Whereas if you're a member of a Dodded group, it's very sociable. People are sharing stories and then they're getting praise. You know, how often are people trying to do something physically and being shot down because of the way they look, because they're not very good, because of the kit they're wearing, because, you know, all of those things just break my heart. Um, and it, and it's even tougher. Girls are judged hugely on how they look and what they wear. And you don't have to be on social media for very long to see, you know, adverts for this and this uh, sort of image that is portrayed as what's being perfect. Whereas when you see the groups on Dodd-Aid, we've got all shapes, sizes, ages, everything, and everybody's contributing to the same thing. If we all thought, if you win, I win, and if I win, you win, what a, what a better place we would have. How amazing would that be? But we've got everybody aligned and pointing in the same direction. And whether you're just walking a dog or you're running seven marathons in seven days, you're all contributing to the same thing. And, and feeling that togetherness is what I get the buzz out of. I get a huge kick out of people like Anne Noble and Abby Smith who are not going to win any international caps. But when I see what they're doing on social media, it blows my mind. Iona Campbell in Edinburgh is doing amazing things. The whole Orkney seems to have signed up and they're all backing each other. That spirit and that community is what keeps us all involved and drives us forward. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I totally get that. And I think it's just, it's it's amazing what you're, what you're all doing. Um, Sammy, do you think that this is something, you know, back to um, what we were talking earlier about you being... From the from the farming background and and similar background to Doddy and what have you, do you feel that there's a there's a real kind of support net mechanism there as well in in, in farming? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think everyone in farming, especially in the Scottish Borders, knows Doddy and knows uh, what they're what they're all trying to do. And I think, especially, do you know, when I had my accident, the the amount of people that went round to to my dad and especially farmers, because I think, like you said. Um, you know, being a farmer, you you feel it a, a bit more of a lump in your throat when you hear what my dad's been through and, and things like that. And I think the support that farmers do give each other is it's a very special one. It is just that that tap in the back, that little "Don't worry, like I'm here, we are here." You know, and it doesn't have to be any more words than that. Um, which I always think is is a really really nice thing. I think go back like to the Dodd-Aid thing. I I honestly think one of the best things on the Dodd-Aid app is that you can be your own little um you're on the league within your family within your friends like my my partner's joined up but he doesn't do you know he's an electrical engineer he spends a lot of time just on his um on his computer at home but i'm like right you need to go and do your little your walk and i think he's even been like he feels better just getting out and and having a little walk and it doesn't you don't have to be adding miles and miles on and i i like seeing that i like seeing the people that are they're scared to join up because they're like well i don't I'm not cycling 150 miles a week or I'm not it doesn't matter doesn't walk for 100 meters a night that's fine if it you know something to get you out of the house and I think um for a lot of people over the last few years um with COVID and things especially if you if you're not a farmer or if your your job isn't outside it's been very hard to get outside because you're doing your job and people are probably working a lot longer hours than they are normally because their work's at home and yeah. they can just sit there yeah. and do that yeah. and it's 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 not a great way to be I definitely don't think it's a great way to be you know I'm and my dad's always been he's a big believer in the whole um you know I, I, if you're out in the windy day you'll sleep better at night I'm, i don't know how many times i was told that as a child get outside for half an hour you'll sleep better all right dad 
I'm not not sure of that actually. But constantly I was told that. I do definitely believe it now. But as a child, when I was freezing cold and it was raining, Dad, like, it's good for you, some fresh air. Um, but it, you know, it, it it does, and it, I think it's um, I think farmers have learned that a lot quicker than than other people. You know, being out and about and having the fresh air and you know all these people that when they put their kids out in all weathers, I was genuinely told, well, you'll only go skin deep. On you go. Um, if I if it wasn't muddy enough, I was sent back out. So I think, yeah, um, it's it's just getting out there and, and getting active. Good, good, good. Where's it going, Bruce? Where, where's where's Doddy Aid going this year? It's an interesting one because last year, uh, you know, exceeded everyone's expectations. There's no way we thought it was going to raise over a million. There's no way we thought we we're going to travel as far. The number of people involved, the the events, the people that got involved, and it's going to be tough to top. Um, we were also in lockdown, so we were almost the only show in town. The live shows were the only thing on TV, really. The the chance to get out and get active, you weren't training. There was no teams running. There was no other social clubs to be at. It was the only thing going. So to see the success of this one's just spectacular. I think uh, now that Dodd-Aid has contributed to other things, you know, the government is now pledging to put money into it. The foundation is allocating funds to various different projects and tests, as well as helping families with the hardship that is dealing with, with MND, whether it's a family member or, you know, having to care for them or whatever it may be. These things are really tough. If Dodd-Aid does nothing but make a whole load of people feel better for a period of time, I think it's been hugely successful. If it creates a whole load of money that can then go to get closer to that cure, you know, make no bones about it. This isn't just for research. This is to find a cure. And Doddy Weir's no messing. You know, he holds people accountable. Although he's a big dafty, he's got an edge. And yeah, when he, he wants it to happen and he's got a load of people behind him, you know, are you going to say no to Jill Douglas when she tells you you're not doing enough? Or are you chuff? So you just get on with things. So I think come the 12th of February, we'll be looking back on a, on a phenomenal six weeks where we've probably built some relationships, even if it's just over social media with people that hopefully one day we'll bump into and, you know, we'll be able to have a walk or share a beer or go for a coffee with, I, I hope that. I hope people establish habits. Um, you know, I've read things on social media where people last year exercised every day and now they've continued it for more than a year. So people have built in habits to their life that's made their life better. How amazing is that to hear those things? So there's the main purpose let's find a cure for MND and Dodd-Aid is going to support that because it takes pennies but what it's also doing is making the world a better place because a whole lot of people are feeling better and if you're feeling better you'll be kinder you know you'll respect your environment you'll contribute to the community you'll look for other things to do and it's inspired people to do more uh, to help others and and that is what inspires me. I love the thought that my wee daft bit for an hour on, on a Wednesday night makes people maybe go for a longer walk and ask somebody for another fiver that, that contributes to it. I hope it's just another step in the journey. It would be amazing to think that in years to come we'll not need it because we'll have the cure and people will be looked after and, and it won't be a thing, but I reckon Dodd-Aid is, is going to last for a lot longer than me. Sammy, before you go, and thank you very much for for your time because you're looking for big things at the moment aren't you you're you're going for gold as they say yeah i am it's uh it's definitely racking up already i'm away um 
a way to warm out the training camp, which would be lovely for uh, all of February and March. Try and get myself a bit faster. This year, I've uh, I've only got Commonwealth Games, so a nice little chance to race with the saltire on my chest and uh, compete for Scotland, which is really exciting and something that I always really, really enjoy doing. But I've already started my campaign, my training for, for Paris for the next Paralympics. And hopefully this time it won't be bronze or silver and I'll be able to pick up a gold. Best of luck to you. Absolute best of luck to you. I'm sure we'll keep in touch and maybe hear from you after that. We'll maybe have you back on On Farm at a later date. Bruce, thank you very much. Thank you. Sammy, thank you very much. Absolute star and an absolute pleasure to have on board. Thank you for having me. Really super guests. What a brilliant chat. And thanks, of course, to the man himself, Doddy, who we heard from at the start of the show. If you're not taking part in Doddy Aid, think about finding someone who is and supporting them or just making a donation online. It's a fantastic cause. And as you've heard, every little helps with this and we really can work towards making a difference. So come on, find someone, give them your support. On Farm is produced by our team here at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And as I said, this episode is very kindly sponsored by Fiona and John Scott at Fern Farm Holiday Cottages in the stunning Rosshire countryside near Tane. A beautiful place to get away for a few days. You can head online to fernfarm.com holidays or search Instagram for The Mill at Fern Farm to see their beautifully presented cottages. We're extremely grateful to Fiona and John as without sponsors like them, these on-farm episodes simply could not happen. So that's it from me and bye for now.